a blessed and good morning to all of you. This morning, this weekend, the church makes a great pivot. We've been hearing for the last many weeks in ordinary time about our life, our Lord's life, and teaching his disciples about how to be disciples. And we move into a different season here. It's almost like a pre-Advent this particular Sunday, the 33rd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our Lord is talking in our church, in its readings, talking about the end of the world. We'll spend more time talking about those in the first two weeks of Advent, when the readings are specifically about the end of the world. But it's frightening sometimes to hear these readings when we're making this big pivot, and I think it's helpful to talk about what the end of the world is. We use different terms, the last day, the second coming, judgment day, all to describe a historical event that will come in the future. It's a dogma of our faith, something that we're called and we have to believe in that it will happen. So what is this last day? In our first reading from the prophet Malachi, he's the last of the prophets. About 450 years before our Lord's time. And he sees all the apathy that's going on in the Jewish world, in the Jewish religion, the Jewish people. He sees their apathy. And our Lord, God speaks to him and says, they need to hear the message be filled with zeal. Do not take the religion for granted. Malachi says to the people, in all this apathy, in all this injustice in our culture, there will be a time where our Lord will purify the world. And he says, lo, the day is coming, blazing like an oven, all the proud and all the evildoers will be stubble. The day that is coming will set them on fire, leaving them neither root nor branch. He's also warning the Levitical priesthood. The Jewish priests are making imperfect sacrifices to the Lord, choosing the second best to offer sacrifices. They needed to hear this message. And then once Malachi gives this message to the people, God is silent for 400 years until the time of St. John the Baptist. So Malachi is predicting this end. He's predicting it will come. He doesn't give a date. He tells the people, prepare. The Lord is coming. Our gospel today, our Lord has entered into Jerusalem. He's ready for his passion. He's come in triumph on a donkey. The people welcome him as a king. He goes up into the temple. He cleanses the temple. Then he comes back out of the temple with the apostles, and he sits down. And they're marveling at the temple. The temple is this great edifice that's been built for the worship of God. And it's striking, 
when you see it. You can see it from miles and miles away. And they're marveling at the jewels and at the decorations. Our Lord, who wept over the destruction of the temple when he entered into Jerusalem, tells them again, not a stone will be left in this beautiful edifice. Not a stone will be left. It happens. The Romans come in 70 AD and destroy everything. They rip down every stone of the temple. Jewish people suffer greatly, which our Lord is speaking of here, along to the apostles to warn them that they themselves will suffer for the faith. But Jerusalem is destroyed in 70 AD. The master of the temple has gone into his temple, has cleansed it, and it predicted that it'll be ripped down. The church sees this reading, has always seen it, as a prefigurement for what is coming, for the end of the world when our Lord will return to us. And it promises great suffering. Our Lord, when he tells his apostles and prefigures the second coming, says there will be great signs in the sky. There will be nations rising against nations, plagues, famines, earthquakes, wars and insurrections, great suffering in the world. Now we've suffered many of these things in the last 2,000 years since our Lord was here. So what is it about this that should frighten us? Our Lord says, do not be frightened about these physical things that are going to happen. I think what's more important, actually, versus the suffering that will happen to our bodies, perhaps, if we're around at the end of the world, which we don't know when it will be. We all know that we will die, certainly. Whether we'll be around at the end of the world, not for us to know. It's our, for us to be faithful for us to be prepared. So what should actually cause us pause? Perhaps maybe cause us to think about these things more often. It's not the physical suffering. We're all going to physically suffer death. It's the spiritual component of the end of the world that should give us pause. Because in the Gospel of Matthew, which is the parallel to this gospel, and in 2 Thessalonians from St. Paul, St. Paul and our Lord talk about a great falling away, a great apostasy that happens in the church. This might be a sign of our own day. This has happened in the church certainly before, where many people have fallen away from the church, but it certainly could be also in our own time as a sign of preparation for the end. Many pews are empty this morning. Perhaps that's a sign. It's not just in this parish. It's in many parishes. It's around the universal church itself. This might be a sign that we should be prepared for that, for this great falling away that happens and how should we be prepared for that? It's fidelity. Fidelity to the Lord's word. Fidelity to the church teaching. 
It has been handed on from the apostles down to our own time. The Catechism of the Catholic Church says that at the end, there'll be a great deception in the church. That a false church will arise and many will be deceived, kind of as our Lord is saying here too. Many will be deceived. It will have all the marks of the church, but not the divine content, as Archbishop Fulton Sheen predicted. It'll be stripped of any belief in God. It'll be a religion of man. This is what we should be on guard for. There are many voices even in the church today which would say that we need to change church teaching which has been handed down from our Lord to the apostles to our very own day. These are foreign to the sensibilities of any Catholic who's faithful. We should reject that as being from the Antichrist himself. The devil wants to place doubt into our hearts. So how do we guard against this? Tradition, faithfulness to the teaching that the church has always had. Something is counterintuitive to what has been taught. Reject it. Faithfulness in prayer. Coming to our Lord and pouring out your heart every day. Being close to the shepherd. Hearing his voice, which is the true shepherd. Prayer, sacraments. Devotion to our blessed Lord in the Holy Eucharist. Going to confession on a regular basis. Praying the rosary. Having a devotion to Our Lady is certainly one of the hallmarks of faithfulness. We're called to do these things and to suffer, perhaps. Suffer greatly. This is what our Lord has called us to, faithfulness. He says, by your perseverance, you will secure your lives. We're living in challenging times, living in very strange times. The Lord has called us to persevere, strive, and wait for the end of our lives, certainly, where we will be judged, but also the final judgment. Be faithful, persevere in trial, and enjoy, and call back those who have left the church. To be a witness, like our apostles were, in the early days, and the martyrs of the church throughout the centuries, to witness to all those who have left the church. Draw them back. Let them know who you have a relationship with, a relationship with God. You want to be faithful. Bring them back before it's too late. That's what God is calling us to do as disciples. Let us go out into the world today and be those disciples called us to be.